Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today will be part three of our discussion on the speed of masonry, where we will continue talking about the speed of going through the chairs. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have our, our usual gang of people discussing masonry, uh, Worshipful Brothers Jared Dunham and Stephen Chung from the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon, and very Worshipful Brother uh, <laughs> David Colbett, and myself, Matthew Apple, uh, from down here in the Grand Lodge of Washington. And uh, this is, as I said earlier, part two of our discussion about the speed of going through the chairs. We had sort of left off talking about the... Um, what to do to fill holes in the line and and uh the david there had gone off on a uh a whole rant, series of questions a rant. <laughs> a rant if you will and uh so i will uh i guess i will just throw it at you and say so david how about those questions <laughs> now i don't try to remember what the questions were but they were <laughs> we 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 were talking about what's the role of a past master, right? What, what should they do? And then we also were talking about uh, should the line be progressive and should what I was thinking about was have any of your lodges ever had the chance opportunity or chance or whatever to have more than one person stand for a, uh, an elected role, whether it's master or senior warden, junior warden, treasurer, secretary, whatever your elected stations are. Has anybody ever, out, not outside of Grand Lodge, just in your local lodge. Well, I, I know that the other lodge, uh, that I, there is a lodge I know of that threatened to have somebody run against the uh, uh, incumbent um, worshipful master uh, if he decided to pursue his, his, his wish to go in as worshipful master. Uh, but... An interesting footnote, as far as I understand, in British Columbia, it is not a progressive line. It is perceived to be progressive, but it is apparently not necessarily a progressive line. And so we've kind of talked all the way around it and inside and out of it. That I, it's not a progressive line. When did it become a progressive line? And it did it... <sighs> We, we say that, um, you know, okay, we're going to change it. We don't want it to be a progressive line. Okay, what does that mean? Now we're going to have to elect somebody or put somebody in a station or place that is qualified. They should be there. Okay, what does that mean? So, so now you have maybe two guys that are qualified. <clears throat> and Or what if, the, what if a guy wants to be, I, I don't mind being the senior warden forever. You know, I, I like being kind of the supportive role or the vice president type. I can make sure things get done or, or junior warden. You got a guy in our, in our jurisdiction, junior warden commonly is the refreshment guy. So he takes care of meals and that kind of thing. And what if you get somebody that just loves that, loves to do that and they can handle the work. They can do the standard work. They can do, you know, great at ritual. Let's just assume that should he just stay at junior warden and then the guy would go from senior deacon to maybe senior warden. No. The guy that the guy that is, in, or in my opinion, the guy that's good at junior warden, 
if there's someone that if there's a person sitting as senior deacon that wants to be junior warden, step down and let them be junior warden. They let them have the experience, especially if you've done it multiple years. I mean, you can always go back next year if the person who's coming into senior deacon doesn't want to move up again. But so then because should, it no be, one, because it no one be, should. Sorry, no, I was say, no one should ever stand in the way of someone else getting the opportunity to sit chair simply because they don't want to leave it. So if so, let me two two things out of that. One, if the guy that's junior warden really wants to be junior warden, he's great at cooking, he's great at all the work and stuff, and then you say, "Nope, you got to get out." Well, he says, "Well, I'm out of here then." I mean, which is a bad, you know, you know, it's it's not how many extreme, but but then, let's say. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to help you in the kitchen anymore. You know, See, I, I think it's I think it's conversations like this that led it to be more of a progressive line, and lack of membership also oh. probably would have uh, been a big factor in that. But I actually will. I disagree with you. Not not you, Stephen. You, David. I guess mm-hmm. two people back, Mr. Randy over there. I disagree. I don't think. I honestly think that if someone, in my opinion, if someone was wanting to do the senior, the junior warden job like that, I think they would be willing to step aside to let someone else try it because they, they want, I don't, because they need to go through that chair before they hit senior warden. If they're not, if they're not willing, then they're not being a very good Mason. Is it the chair that's important or the knowledge is important? I mean, what, what if a guy can learn everything about that? role and not be installed as the junior warden you can't you can't you can't learn everything about that role Why? Being in that because you can't you don't have the experience of being responsible for that role yeah the responsibility the the lessons learned in trying to make everything happen for the uh or to um fulfill your duties uh there's so much learned in that part of it that I, I think that's where Jared's like what how to from. how to make meals or how to organize well, well maybe but you don't have to necessarily make the meals but that's like saying to some that's like learning how to surf on the beach and then assuming that you know how to surf what i'm trying to understand what what's what in maybe it's different in bc than washington what ha, what does the junior warden do that's so incredibly important that a guy can just absolutely cannot miss that set of instruction. The junior, or, the ju- okay, up here, the ju- mainly the junior warden. The reason that 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 experience is important because it's the first time that they're actually in charge of a team. Because the junior warden is in charge of the stewards for refreshments. The junior warden has also got very large parts in all of our rituals. That if you don't learn those, there's you're not going to pro- when you progress into senior warden. It's 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 too big a jump from junior from senior deacon both in responsibility and ritual work. And in our, in our lodge, our junior warden is also responsible. Well, our junior warden is responsible for uh, anything to do with food. He oversees the stewards, make sure that they have a plan for our festive boards, for our banquets, for any of our uh, functions outside of the lodge where there's, Uh, food involved they're responsible for so we have an outdoor meeting every year he has to plan all of that how we're gonna um, facilitate getting the the barbecue there the uh, all the supplies that we need um, and so on right Uh, and our outdoor furniture supplies right well and here at 147 
the junior warden is, is in charge of organizing the entered apprentice degree. Mm. And so I would argue all those, I agree with all those reasons, but I think the most important one is that absent the master and the senior warden, the junior warden sits in the East, right? He's the next in, in line to, you know, absent the master and the two wardens, the lodge can't meet. That's the junior right. warden's job is to, to step up into that role if necessary. And run the meeting. I yeah. don't know that I've seen it happen more than a handful of times, but that is a, a job yeah. that, I mean, that's something you can't delegate, right? I think that's important. Okay. I think you could have we'll appoint somebody to be the, the guy in charge of the barbecue or of organizing the stewards or whatever, but the responsibility of being the guy who's going to sit in the East if the master doesn't show up is a whole different ball of wax. So, yeah. so I go back to my the senior deacon. In our jurisdiction, at least in our lodge anyway, the senior deacon actually does the apprentice degree. So I would say the senior deacon is similar in that their responsibility. Yes, yeah, setting up a program, setting up a degree, coordinating a coordinating an event, if you will. Um, which <laughs> I said, oh, when I got in, hey, you're in charge of the apprentice degree, and I said, I, I'm what? <laughs> I've only been here 18 months. I don't know any of these guys. I mean, I know them, but I don't know their phone number. Anyway. Uh, there, you know, I had some people I could go to and get mentored from, of course, but but a, a guy that doesn't know how to do that. So I guess that's what I'm saying is that I go to back to my my company example of a company. If you had a guy that was, you know, came from the mailroom, basically, and now he's in charge of coordinating a project, okay, you're hopefully going to have a mentor. He's going to learn how to, or he's got some kind of certification. He's had some kind of education how to do this, and now he's in charge, but. If you had the next guy, you wouldn't, if, if the next level, if you will, was the, the chef, you know, and the event planner. And yes, those are, those are good things to know how to organize an event, how to coordinate people. I, I would argue the idea that maybe there aren't stewards. And so are there, is he really managing a team because there are no stewards, <laughs> uh, but putting together a degree is important. And that happens for us again in our senior deacon role. So maybe we could talk about junior deacon for our situation, but the idea of going from nothing to something you could, the other thing is that you could, and I'm sorry, I'm throwing a lot of questions out here as I think that's another problem that senior deacons don't get the chance to open and close lodge. Why shouldn't, why shouldn't a senior deacon as part of their proficiency in lodge management, why shouldn't, why, why does the master have to open and close lodge? He doesn't. So why does the master maybe at a degree night or some other special meeting night or whatever say, Hey, you're going to open and close lodge. I'm going to sit right here and you're going to open and close lodge. Let him practice. So he's not scared about opening and closing lodge for the first time. Because our worshipful master is responsible to, open the lodge, set the craft to work, give them good and wholesome instructions for their labors. He did. He is. He's, he's given the senior deacon instruction to get your butt up here and learn. <laughs> right. Why, why that's, that's not what frustrating to me is why are these now I get it. Maybe guys the first time and he wants to do all of the opening and closing, but again, that's kind of this, I think a little bit of a false standard, especially absolutely for a past master. Uh, you know, I'm, I'll be junior ward next year. And then when I'm master, I'm going to hope, I hope to never open and close lodge. I'm going to have somebody else open and closing lodge. Those that are in their proficiency in lodge management, learning how to do that work, need to get the practice so that they're not scared the first time they're up there. I think. But do you that's not what, have to, that's what ritual practice is for, not lodge. Why not? Mm -hmm. Because, okay, for one thing, I don't know about down there, they can't sit in the East unless they're a past master. Really? 
You yeah. do not sit in that chair unless you're a past master. You can't be even, installed even, or seat just seated. You cannot no. sit in the master's seat unless you're a past master. Really? No. Even even when the senior warden runs the lodge in the absence of the worshipful master, he does so from the senior warden's chair. What? Oh, no. okay, yeah. maybe, well, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> maybe in your lodge. In ours, he sits down a step and to the right. In Headley, yeah. that's how we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, down, down a step into the right in the senior. Unless the senior warden is, is a past master. Wow. If, if so ours, we, master, the master. Can can, sit in Otherwise, okay. not a chance. We So we have, uh, literally in our lodge, we have step-up night. Um, usually the around the time of elections either and where the everyone moves up a chair. So the senior warden sits in the East and the junior warden sits in the senior warden's chair, et cetera. And to, to get them to sort of show off to the lodge, they know what they're doing and to um, have a chance to, like David was saying, um, face the music of, of the lodge staring at them while they do their ritual. Yeah. But, the, but your senior warden, when he goes to sit in the East, he sits down a level. He doesn't sit in the, in the, in the Oriental chair, King Solomon, he can't. Oh, no, no, he we, does. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, not up we, here. We could have an apprentice. We could have an apprentice open and close lodge if you want to sit right in the east. No, no way. No way. Why not? <laughs> he's not. A, he's not an installed master. Well, because of your constitution. Well, well, there's that. But um... if the master's sitting there, why can't any mason open and close lodge? Well, okay. If the master is sitting in his chair, any mason no. can do. Well, the I, you say in your in his. I mean, so in our lodge, the master moves over, and an apprentice comes up and open. And close. If he, if an apprentice mason could do it, if he knew the work and could do it, why could? Why shouldn't he? Why? Well, because he be in an, well, as long as he's only opening on the inner apprentice degree. Oh yes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> but yes, but no, yeah. But I understand which I understand what you're saying. But and I think this is where we. I think we're getting we we get the term progressive line as an automatic moving up different than what we really should be thinking of it as a progressive line of progressively learning the things you need to learn. If I may quote from the Washington Masada code real quick, the master or a warden acting as master may call to the East any master Mason to permit him to preside or confer the degrees while, the, while the master or acting master is present. Okay. So I, I didn't know that. I didn't, I realized I thought any, I thought any Mason Basic. Well, I guess we're not technically considered a mason. You're a member. You're not a right. member. Any master, master mason. mason. Yeah. Master so, but yeah, no, we. It happens all the time here. Yeah. Wow. yeah. We actually had a guy we who was doing proficiency in lodge management when I was yeah. deputy, who wanted to do it as master of the lodge to open and close the meeting, and he, so he did. You want to see a oh, bunch yeah. of past masters have heart attacks? Have some oh, yeah. an installed master sit in the east? Oh yeah. Oh totally. Oh yeah. The, the, the people roll over in their graves before that would happen. <laughs> you, want, you want to see a Singapore Parliament style <laughs> brawl? You see someone try and take that chair. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Until unless you've been uh, inducted, you know, properly oh. inducted in the Oriental Chair of King Solomon, you you don't sit in the East for anything. Interesting. Um, so is that, that's in your constitution. Actually, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> No, yeah, you might be right there. I don't think not in it our is. constitution, but it's definitely, no. yeah, it, it definitely doesn't happen. No, interesting, right? interesting. Uh, and I mean, yeah, you you can get anybody to come up and do the work, but not sit 
in the east. They, huh. they can sit in the east, but down a, down a level. Right. Interesting. So my other comment earlier was that, <clears throat> or question or comment was, maybe we could turn this idea of a progressive line or uh, automatic. Because, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Jared. It shouldn't be just automatically progressive. It should be no. educationally progressive. Yeah. Skill, skill-based or ability-based progression, which I suppose is still okay. But again, you know, if a guy's doing great, why oust him? But if, if uh, could we turn this idea into what you're talking about when it's, where it's not, I, I think we'd all agree that the progressive line is probably not educationally progressive. It's just, you got to move up, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he may or may not figure it out. Yeah. It's probably more situally, situationally um, appropriate um, or prog- situationally progressive uh, just by circumstance, not necessarily by. Yeah, but if a guy, okay, so he, he skips in and now he's junior warden and he really shouldn't be junior warden because he doesn't he, he doesn't have the skill set. Uh, now what do you do? He, he, he's going to continue most likely, even if he messes up, right? I mean, he's probably going mm-hmm. to continue. Because of yeah. that false of falsity, false of the whatever the wrong, the the idea, false well, sense of security false, of the false of sense the, of ability. Uh, yeah, I will tell you by experience that when you have the curse of the senior deacon, you are pretty damn happy to find somebody to put into the junior warden's chair. And unfortunately, if they have not done uh, the preceding chairs, they will be less prepared when they get to the east but um when you have a lack of membership um sometimes it's got to happen right well, um it's 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 not ideal though but the pro- the other problem that you're running we're running into that in this discussion is the fact that we're failing to recognize that it's that if we put someone just let using the junior warden Example, if we put someone into the junior warden's chair and they're floundering, is it not upon the lodge themselves itself to come to his aid and help him mm. learn and do better? So that if if we suddenly start progressing people through the chairs and they don't do a good job, whose fault really is that? Amen. The lodge officer's coach. Well, no, but it, okay, assuming that let's pretend that not every lodge has a lodge officer's coach but they have a ton of past masters. Is it not incumbent on the past masters and the rest of the lodge to help that person succeed when they can't do it on their own? And if that person progresses all the way to the East and pardon my French sucks as master, then it's the lodge's fault and they shouldn't be bitching about it because they failed that member to train them and mentor them before they hit the East. Yep. Well, you know, there was a, a here's an example of uh, of something like that. They in in um, a lodge up north, they uh, were running tight on membership, and they parachuted somebody into the junior warden's chair. He informed them that he was not a ritualist. He was not good at memory work. He was organized to the nines. He could run a business. He could run, uh, you know, a project management. He could, you know, he could do a lot of things. And he he told them straight up, 
he will be reading his memory work. And they let him go through. They, they still encouraged him, put him through that chair, put him into senior warden's chair. And then when he got into the worshipful master's chair, they bitched about him reading his memory work. But he told them that straight up. On his installation, and he had a big-ass D-ring binder, right? And everything was in it. And he was prepared for everything, right? He had it all laid out. He had it all separated, tabbed. No matter what, he was prepared. If somebody showed up and they needed to do grand honors, he would have all that organized so he could read it and, and, and go through it. But people were pissed that he wasn't doing his work from memory. Yet they're the ones who said, hey, it's okay. Here you go. But we need you in that chair. It'll, it's okay. We're okay with this. Right. But then when it came time, they, they were complaining. Right. I've so, said many times, and I'm sure I'll say it again. I would rather have a good leader of men in the East than a good ritualist. If I had to choose, I'd rather have both. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to choose between the two, I would rather have a good leader of men up there. And I would, I would agree with that hundred yep. percent in that he probably could memorize. So, so why isn't he? Well, he, he, he wasn't good at memorizing and he was 60 something years old and um, he didn't really have the time to commit to doing all that kind of memorizing. Um, you know, they, they, they parachuted him into uh, the junior. So he, he was not, a, he was not a past master. No. So he was a new guy. And as part of the six steps, it was a requirement for him to memorize. No. And then now he, he's no, he, he was, he, as part of his initiation, right. In that funny Canadian work, right. The, the, uh, the, proficiency is a lot shorter you know right and he managed to get through that years ago when he was younger he, he wasn't going through the chairs he didn't he didn't have a plan to do that but they had a need oh he was already a master mason he was a master mason enjoying lodge without going through the I chairs missed, i missed that i didn't realize he was and, already and he'd he been got, master mason he, for 40 years or something okay yeah for a long time right and he got propelled into that position and encourage well, that's the job of a past master on the sidelines to bitch and moan right oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's in the job description <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah answer you one of your earlier questions there david uh i've only seen once a contested election in a lodge uh it wasn't in my lodge it was a different lodge it was for it was for worshipful master and both of the guys running had not served as wardens oh so that was a how'd that go um that it was interesting. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a unique situation and it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Hmm. And that's uh that's kind of like a prerequisite. You, you have to have served as a warden before going in as worshipful master. So did they um, let them continue or did they bring somebody else in? Yeah, no, one of them was elected and, and installed and, and served as master. Oh, wow. So. I'm surprised they let that happen. Don't you guys have that requirement too down there? No, I don't think so. I think any Master Mason can stand for election as Master. 
Uh, I'd have to look that up to make sure. I hope so, because it happened. (laughs) In BC, you must have served uh, your lodges, or you must have served as a warden before you can go and be elected as warden. The only thing we have is a proficiency. You have to be a proficient in your third degree to be an installed officer. That's Mm -hmm. it. The interesting thing is, just a quirk, and I'll I'll throw it back to Matt to wrap this, but in lodge, there's this kind of vague thing. Yeah. You can run for any office and there's no requirements and no statement availability and all that kind of stuff. But if you wanted to be grandmaster, interestingly enough, in our constitution, our code, there isn't a provision for you to run for grandmaster or senior warden or deputy grandmaster. You can, there's only a provision to make yourself available for the position of junior grand warden. So even though Mm. in theory you could have a contest, I mean, if you really, really wanted to run for grandmaster out of order, there really isn't a provision in the code to do that. Because the, the statement I, availability is only for junior grand warden. I actually think it's the same here in BC for that. Do you know that one, Jared? I'd, I'd have to double check the constitution, but I think you can actually put your name in for any one of them. I, I yeah, think you probably could as well. I mean, the can. code is the code is silent, yeah. as they say, it's silent in that area. Like, but it's just it because. But the problem that you have here is that in order to put, like, when you when you put your nomination in for junior grand warden, you have it has to be signed off. It has to be seconded by I think two people. And can you find two other people? Like, if you want to just you know put your name in for grand master in, in the election and contest that, can you find two other master masons in your jurisdiction that would be willing to put their asses on the line for that? But I'd, I'd have I'd to double-check the constitution, Matt. but I think you can. I actually, I actually think that you can run for election for any of the top three, four. So all right. we should check on that and get back to this. <laughs> Having thus exposed Jared's uh, ambitions to run for <laughs> 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 I oh, think we, you need fools. To, <laughs> we need to wrap up our discussion of the the speed of going through the chairs uh, in our in our speed of masonry series here hopefully there'll be a part four we'll be uh discussing the 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 speed with which masonry acts on other things um which which should be interesting because i think it's where we sometimes get to be a little too slow as opposed to the last three episodes we've talked about being maybe a little too fast in some aspects so uh with that I look forward to talking to you all again. And on behalf of uh, Jared and Stephen and and David and myself, uh, thank you all for listening. Goodbye.